Support for Market Foolery comes from our friends at MyIDCare Identity Protection. The Equifax breach gave identity thieves access to personal data for millions of Americans. Now's the time to protect yourself. 25 million Americans rely on MyIDCare, and right now, our dozens of listeners can get 15% off. Go to myidcare.com slash fool to enroll. It's Tuesday, December 5th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio, he's been away for a while, but he's back at Fool HQ this week from his home state of Texas, from Motley Fool Explorer, Simon Erickson. Good to see you. Chris, I cannot tell you what a pleasure it is to be here in the studio with you today. It is a pleasure to have you back in the studio, where you belong. Glad to be back. <laughs> That's that's my subtle way of saying why did you move back to Texas? No, I understand why you moved back to Texas. So, um, uh, so it sounds like uh, we were catching up earlier. It sounds like all is well with the family. Yes, it is. The Lone Star State called us, and we responded to that call. Nice. We're very glad to be back home again. Fantastic. We're going to dip into the full mailbag. Uh, we got to start with General Motors, though. General, I'm I'm intrigued by this, and I get the sense that you are as well. General Motors has launched GM Marketplace, which allows roughly 2 million owners of General Motors vehicles to press a button and order food or coffee that they can pick up in minutes from a drive-thru. How is this working? And what is the cut that they get of this? I like that they're doing this. So, but I, I don't completely understand. It. When I originally saw the story, I thought it was kind of goofy, right? You're like, "Hey, you've got one of these largest automakers out there that's now kind of doing transactional services in the car. Hey, you can buy a Starbucks coffee on the way to your morning routine, and it's kind of targeting drivers that are that are consumers, you know. You get in the power of habit, you're picking up a Starbucks on the way to work every day, you're going the same routes all the time, and it's kind of a way to to kind of marry them to the businesses that want to advertise to them. And at first I thought, "Okay, kind of goofy. This is still an automaker that's that's playing with this idea. But then I thought about it a little bit more, Chris, and it appeals to me because GM is also separately developing a lot or putting a lot of work in right now into autonomous vehicles. You keep hearing about them kind of working with cruise automation to to self-drive the car itself. They've now made an acquisition of a company called Strobe for LiDAR. And all of a sudden by 2019 and 2020, you've got somewhere between maybe 30 minutes and two hours of what used to be drive time, where you had to be very captive and have all of your attention on the road, to other free time. And now GM, I think, with this move, is planning a step ahead to get that free time that you have to buy things. You can also buy upgrades for your vehicle or things for local businesses. This is another platform to sell things, and it'll be interesting to see if it moves the needle for this big automaker. Like you, I I sort of did a double take when I first saw this story because I, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. But from a business standpoint, I understand why they're doing it. I also understand why retailers would want to do this. I earlier this year. Uh, HBO had a great documentary about Warren Buffett that begins with Buffett driving to work, driving from his home to his office in Omaha, and every single day he goes to the drive-through at McDonald's. Right. And that was one of the things. You know, once I started to figure out what this was, and just thinking, yeah, if you're McDonald's, you absolutely want to work with GM to be part of that habit-forming transaction. And I think more than anything, GM is not the company that a lot of investors think it is. You know, you think of this as kind of like this this slowly dying dinosaur of the old 
world of, of auto OEMs. But then you kind of look at the acquisitions they're making, kind of their strategic plan going forward. I think that, that GM is not getting a whole lot of credit with a, a PE of less than 10. They've still got some stuff on the balance sheet that needs to get worked out. But I think that at least they're addressing their future opportunities in a way that makes a lot of sense. Well, and the stock is up about 24% year to date. So this is. You know, this is uh, this is not the time to be mocking GM. I guess, as 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 you've sort of hinted at, plenty of people have for for perfectly valid reasons. But uh, I don't know. This this seems uh, like a much more interesting company with Mary Barr at the head. Yeah, and I mean, shoot, during. Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday sales. I was buying things in a frenzy online because they were going to show up two days later. But if you're in your car and you can pick something up in two minutes, that's right by you. You're getting a deal. I think it just continues to show you that transactions are worth more than advertising. There's another platform to drive those transactions. Literally. You mentioned Starbucks earlier today. Starbucks opened its largest location, a 30,000 square foot Starbucks Reserve Roastery in Shanghai. That is twice the size of their flagship location in Seattle. And among other things, this this just completely shines a light on their operations in China. And for anyone, we got the question last week, we did a Facebook Live, and one of the questions we got from one of the folks on Facebook after we had taped it was, are you still bullish on Starbucks? And I immediately said, yes, I am. And this is probably number one on my list of reasons why. Yeah, and you nailed it, Chris. I mean, Starbucks knows where the money is. I mean, comps globally is 2%. In China, there's 7%. I'm sorry, 8%. China's got a 7% increase in traffic, too, of that 8% comp. So, there's just more people coming to the stores. It's almost uh, they're building new ones every day in the country, and they're getting the traffic to support the numbers, too. So, it makes a lot of sense. You've also got Kevin Johnson now, who's the CEO that you know kind of has a digital background, and he's kind of pushing this productivity. He's pushing for the traffic and making it easier and easier for you to be able to order those drinks. I think there's no doubt that China's a big opportunity. And this flagship store, um, half the size of a football field. Yeah. It's huge, right? And I think that it's going to be interesting too to see how tea plays out for this too. America, obviously, a very heavy coffee drinking country. Uh, tea is is very big in China. I think that'll be interesting. They've yeah. got the Tivana Tea Bar. Yeah, Andrew Ross Sorkin from CNBC was on location at the roastery, and Kevin Johnson was there. Howard Schultz was there. Jack Ma from Alibaba was there, and Jack Ma. I, it's just very quick to say, yeah, I don't really drink coffee. I like tea. I like that they have the tea here, but I know and and apparently they're also serving beer there because because oh I, I saw Sorkin and and Howard Schultz uh, each having a beer. So now we're talking. Now, <laughs> good move. Yeah, come for the roastery, stay for the beer. You know, on top of that, Chris. I mean, you know, we we we. This recurring revenue model that Starbucks has created is just really good for shareholders. You you asked you were asking about whether it's still a good buy for investors or you know what this looks like for shareholders uh, going forward. I mean, the company has said they're going to return fifteen billion dollars over the next three years to their shareholders in the form of of dividends, which they just increased their dividend by twenty percent and from buying back shares. Um, Keep that in mind too. That every time that the pie, you know, there's less pieces of the pie, you get a larger piece of that too, and that's great. As this company keeps paying more and more dividends and keeps growing in China, Belinda Wong is the the Starbucks CEO of Starbucks China, and one of the things that she said for those who are wondering well, how much growth opportunity is there, they're opening a new location every 15 hours. Wow, that's insane. But 
again, that's that's the growth opportunity for anyone who looks at the United States and says, "Well, I feel like they've sort of maxed out." It's like maybe they have, but they clearly haven't in China. Uh, before we dip into the mailbag, I want to say thanks again to our friends at My ID Care. This time of year, the holidays, there are more online transactions, and that's just more opportunities for cyber criminals to take their piece of the action. So, you want to protect yourself. And my ID care covers all types of identity theft, from medical ID theft to child identity theft, which is something you got to worry about pretty soon. We'll get to that in a second. Very true. They've got you covered, though. You get 24 7 credit monitoring, dark web monitoring, and a 100% success rate restoring identities. So, you can have peace of mind over the holidays instead of worrying about this kind of thing. And for our dozens of listeners, you can get a 15% discount if you sign up today. Join the more than 25 million Americans who depend on MyIDCare for protection. Go to myidcare.com slash fool. How is your lovely bride feeling as uh, as baby Erickson is... Uh, is soon to arrive. January, Chris, is the is the estimated delivery date of our little girl. Um, my bride is doing fantastic in Texas, and uh, she let me come up here to be on this trip back to Full HQ. I'm glad to see you guys, but I'm also really looking forward to the next month too. It is life's greatest adventure. Marketfoolery at fool.com is our email address. Uh, great email from uh, Reverend Bo Underwood in Jefferson City, Missouri, uh, and I, I won't read the entire thing. Um, although it had a, he he included a phenomenal P.S. Um, he, he was basically asking about stocks that we don't talk about all that often, you know, and asking because we do cover a lot of the same companies, particularly when it's earnings season. So four times a year, yeah, we're absolutely going to be talking about Starbucks, Apple, Amazon, you know, a lot of retail, a lot of restaurants, a lot of big tech, that sort of thing. Uh, but he asked, what uh, what's one or two companies that you invest time in following, analyzing, or even investing in that you don't regularly discuss on the show. Uh, basically, what stocks deserve more attention than you have the capacity to give them? Uh, so, a great email, uh, which includes the P.S. The author of this email may have interest in the stocks I wrote about. I also may have recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on whatever thoughts this letter prompted. Fantastic, um, uh, and I appreciate that that he understands that. Yeah, we only have so much time to cover so many stocks. So uh, to that question, I have one in mind for me personally. But what's what's one or two stocks that that we don't talk about all that much, but that you personally follow or are invested in? Well, I love this question, Bo, and thanks for asking it too, because it's kind of asking what's under the radar. You know, what is a team of investors at the Motley Fool looking at that we that we don't hear about all the time? One that I'm that I'm pretty excited about is Illumina. The ticker is ILMN for that one. This is the world's largest maker of genomic sequencing machines. So they're looking at your DNA and they're reading it, and this has just come down in cost so significantly. Um, the Human Genome Project back in the 90s cost basically $3 billion in 15 years to sequence an entire human being's DNA. And now you can do it in a couple of hours, less than a day, uh, for less than $1,000. And they're already talking about um, $100 DNA sequence. And now you're starting to see all these neat applications, Chris. I'm starting to call this the, uh, the Facebook of your genome, where you're starting to see DNA wall art, or you're starting to see wines that you should drink based on your genome, and just all of these applications that are truly personalized to you. And all of that's possible because companies know what your genome is if you want them to, made possible by Illumina sequencing machines. Can we go back to the wine that I should be drinking based <laughs> on my genome? Like, what is that? Like, drink this wine because this will be healthier for you, given your, or this will have. 
Well, I mean, wine is is nothing but healthy for you. But in excess, I can see where you know maybe not so much. But is is that how that works? Yes, it's it's tailored to you based on what you should be drinking. Now, for me, I think it's for any wine. That that's acceptable yeah. answer, you know. But they they do have personalized, truly personalized products. And then the other one that's not as flashy, but I still think is a great company, is Tractor Supply. That's TSCO is the ticker for that one. This is a retailer. This is a bricks and mortar retailer, uh, which might a lot of people have shied away from the last couple of years because of that small company called Amazon. But this is a company that works in rural locations. They're giving livestock feed and just kind of these consumable uh, products and, and feed products. Uh, to people that live a little bit outside of the city, there's not a whole lot of competition in that area. Big retailers like Lowe's don't want to build in those locations because they're not profitable enough on their investment. And Amazon doesn't want to be serving that business either because it's going to cost so much to ship out in that area. So it's really kind of insulated from a lot of big competitors. Uh, great margins. I really kind of like a company like that as the entire retail business has been having trouble in the last couple of years. For me, it is Melco Resorts and Entertainment. The ticker is MLCO. This is a gaming company that is, uh, and by gaming, I mean casinos, not video gaming. Although they probably have, a, they probably dabble in that as well. I've never actually been to their casinos because uh, they're they're based in Macau, and it's essentially a uh, a way to. It was a way for me to take a, a portion of my portfolio and dedicate it to something sort of a pure play international um, and. Uh, Pure play in terms of casinos, uh, so that's that's one that has uh, worked out pretty well for me. Uh, it's also one of those companies, and this is uh, you know Jeff Fisher has talked about this before. This concept that you can have parts of your portfolio that are small enough that whether it takes off or whether the stock starts heading towards zero, it is a small enough part of your portfolio that. You don't get too excited about it if it goes up, and you don't get too down if it starts to drop. And that, and I've had both those experiences with Melco. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been times where it has dropped, and I've just thought, eh, "All right, well." But uh, over the long haul, it is it has done well. But again, it's a it's a small portion of the portfolio. Can't get too excited. But that's that's one that uh, that yeah, I don't know that we've ever really talked about Melco before. Um, reminder that uh, this Friday. For listeners in the DC area, we'll be taping Motley Fool Money, our weekly radio show. We'll be taping that at Chatter, a restaurant in Northwest DC on the corner of Wisconsin Avenue and Jennifer Street, 5247 Wisconsin Avenue, Northwest in DC. Come out to Chatter. We're going to start taping around 11:30 in the morning. We'll tape the show, and then we're going to hang out to have a bite to eat. Uh, myself, Ron Gross is going to be there. Uh, well, Dan Boyd will be there. Matt Creer, Steve Broido. Trying to remember who else is on the show this week. I think Jeff Fisher is going to be there and David Kretzman. So, uh, a bunch of fools would love to see if you can come out and join us at Chatter this Friday. Simon Erickson, always great to see you. Thanks so much for being here. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. My eyes were really droopy, but I really do believe It must have been old Santa, cause I saw his big red hat And I know my mom and dad can't fly like that, oh no Same old Christmas trick my dad had played